rather than betraying his own side. In return for the money, Cassidy gave him information he mostly knew already. Nonetheless, he always felt that if the forces of law and order were coming close to him, Cassidy would somehow make this clear. Cassidy would let him know he believed, either as a favour or as a way of making him panic, or perhaps both. He himself told Cassidy nothing, but he could never be sure that someday his reaction to a piece of information might not be as much as Cassidy would need. They're watching the Wicklow Mountains, Cassidy said by way of greeting. Tell them to watch away. The sheep are eating grass. It's against the law. They're watching the Wicklow Mountains, he said again. From a cosy armchair in Harcourt Street, he said. Do you want to hear it a third time? They're watching the Wicklow Mountains. He imitated Cassidy's Midland drawl. And they put a young fella onto your case. Mansfield is his name, and you'll be seeing a bit of him, I'd say. You told me that last week. Yeah, but he's busy already. He doesn't look like a guard. He's looking for jewellery. Tell me something new next week. When Cassidy left, he went back to the balcony and surveyed the grimy world once more. As he turned away, something came to him, a sharp memory from Bennett's jewel robbery. They had ordered five of the staff, all men, up against the wall, when one of them asked if he could use his handkerchief. He was alone, guarding them with a pistol, waiting for the others to round up the rest of the staff. He had told the guy in a fake, lazy American accent that if he wanted to blow his nose, then he had better take out his handkerchief, all right. But if he took out one other thing, he would be dust. He had sounded casual, trying to suggest that he was not afraid to address such a stupid question. But when the guy removed the handkerchief... All the loose change in his pocket had come too, coins rattling all over the floor. The men looked around until he shouted at them to face the wall again quickly. One coin kept rolling. His eyes followed it, and as he bent to pick the other coins up, he moved to pick that up too. Then he walked over and handed the coins to the man who had needed to use his handkerchief. This made him feel calm, relieved, almost happy. He would rob more than two million pounds worth of jewellery, but he would give a man back his loose change. He smiled at that thought as he came back into the flat and took off his shoes and lay on the sofa. He would wait for an hour or two now that Cassidy had gone. He remembered that in the heat of that robbery, one of the women workers had refused to be hustled into the men's toilet. You can shoot me if you like, she had said, but I'm not going in there. His three companions, Joe O'Brien with his balaclava on, and Sandy, and that other fellow, suddenly not knowing what to do, had turned to him as though he might give orders that they should in fact shoot her. Take her and her friends to the ladies, he had said quietly. He picked up the newspaper and looked again at the photograph in the Evening Herald of Rembrandt's portrait of an old woman asking himself whether it was the painting which had reminded him of that story 
or the story which reminded him to look again at the photograph. There was an article beside it saying that the cops were working on a number of leads which could result in the recovery of the painting. The woman in the painting looked stubborn too, like the woman in the factory, but older. The woman who refused to go into the men's toilet was the sort you would see coming back from bingo with a group of her friends on a Sunday night. She did not look like the woman in the painting at all. He wondered what the connection between them was, until he realized that except for the stubbornness, there was none. The world, he thought, was playing tricks with his mind. Your mind is like a haunted house. He did not know where the phrase came from, if someone had said it to him, if he had read it somewhere, or if it was a line from a song. The house from which he had stolen the paintings had all the look of a haunted house.